we didn't plan this, but uh, just want to give a shout out, a quick rest in peace to uh, old boy Sean Connery. He is a Russian submarine commander, so he's kind of both sides of this movie. Yeah, may he pilot that uh, Russian submarine wherever he landed. The gun is good, and so was he. Welcome back to Beards and Brews. This week's review is going to be Goldeneye from 1995, a Bond picture. We finally made it, fellas. Wait, we were supposed to watch a movie? I just played the video game. Dang, choo, choo. Fucking well, double no. oof seven. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I'm in the minority, but Goldeneye 007 for the 64 might have aged like milk. I have never once in my life actually played it. I was just saying shit. I know it was a popular video game. I don't like first-person shooters in the first place, so whatever. You you know what I always hated about 007, going out of the game, was the fucking way the stick worked. So you would aim at someone and jerk back to the center. I hated that. It was weird. Like, you only had the one analog stick, so, like, you could move around, but, like, any fine detail, you had to, like, stop and just kind of, like, look in the corner of your eye. Your golden eye. Oh. Is that, is that a euphemism uh, for, like, a butthole? Brown <laughs> eye. I don't know. Gonna have to ask Tina Turner on that one. My golden eye! <laughs> so, yeah, this is a James Bond movie. Like, in context, I suppose, James Bond at the time had a huge falling out. Like, the last two was with another actor, Timothy Dalton. Evidently, this was the biggest gap in uh, in James Bond movies, like, ever, I, uh, as far as I hear. Yeah, like, if um, if anybody's out there seen the previous two, like License to Kill or uh, Living Daylights, they're actually not bad. They're more akin to, like, the Daniel Craig stuff. Like, he's super, like, gritty and realistic, but nobody was ready for it. Nobody liked it. So I guess six years later, they're just like, hey, let's kind of reset it and make him suave and goofy again. Yeah, this is actually... I've only ever seen three James Bond movies. I saw uh, Goldfinger, I saw Casino Royale, and then this is number three. So each one with a different James Bond uh, and each one definitely with its own tone. This one being the closest to Austin Powers. Okay, <laughs> good. Thank you. He's definitely like this over-the-top sexual predator. There's a giant dick space yes. weapon. <laughs> like the fucking Q or whatever with all of his gadgets. It's just nonsense. This is my lunch, James. I don't know why I was Michael caine but you know. Dude, and that the, joke's uh, fucking lands, though. I love it. Pam uh, <laughs> K. Jansen with her name. Like, I don't remember her name, but her last name's On a Top. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Xena or something. Xena On a Top. Like, where where can I have you on a top? I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's, like, a lot of classic James Bond hallmarks that they can't get away with nowadays because Austin Powers was so fucking popular. And, like, I'm totally glad you brought up that uh, James Bond is a sexual predator because, goodness... Some of these situations, all of these situations do not make a fucking lick of sense. Thank you. I'm glad there that you corrected it. There is not a scene in this movie where he is alone with a woman, with a female. Aside from maybe, uh, what's her name? Q? M? I don't know. Uh, Judy Dench. <laughs> where he is not trying to plow. Like, he's trying awesome. to get it in with every woman he has a scene with. I don't know. That little scene with, like, he and M pretty tense if you tell me well like, get the fuck out of here james and take that big hog of yours with you 
hug. <laughs> Uh, that's good. I just want to hear Dame Judy Dench and her cat outfit talk about someone's no. dog. <laughs> Disgusting. James, Dude. you're not being very jellical. Oh, oh yes. shit. Jellical bond. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, um, story wise, we catch up to James Bond in a mid mission, and he's sneaking up on this big hydroelectric dam that's guarded by nobody. Bro. Even whenever we watched this together, Eric, that was the first thing that even you brought up. You're like, how is there fucking no one, literally no one at this dam that he's breaking into? Yeah, for sure. Like, I guess the best place to hide is in plain sight, but God, there's nothing there. They're in the middle, like, the Alps and he's just, like, running across the road like it's some kind of tourist attraction. Like, there's yeah, nothing like the gate. I think this uh, this scene is supposed to take place in Switzerland, from what I've read. Maybe that's just, like, the neutral zone. They don't expect anyone to be there. The way he gets down, and this is, what, 95, right? Yeah. 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 So I was right, yeah. He goes down the dam, and I was like, wait a minute. He's ripping off Universal Soldier. Could that be the case? Yeah, no, Universal Soldier came out in 92 and had a scene very similar but better where they all rappelled down with their guns and shit to take over a dam. Maybe because, like, watching this movie, you do notice that, yeah, there's, like, Bond hallmarks, yeah, there's a lot of cliche stuff, but this is a definite 90s action movie. It cannot oh, yeah. get away. Like, this even gives me, like, uh, Mission Impossible vibes. Oh, I don't know. Like, M.I. is fucking choice. I really like that movie. This movie is like M.I. light. Um, to me, it is literally what they based Austin Powers off of. This movie, like, he yeah. rappels down a fucking dam. It, it, it's so many ridiculous situations. He breaks into the ventilation system somehow, and you get the literal who does number two work for scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you keep using the word repel. He bungee jumped. He was just having a good time. He just happened to, you know, end up all the way down there with his gun drawn. I, you know. He was just on vacation. Blah, blah, whatever. But yeah, like, he, he <laughs> just kind of like, he breaks in super easily, punches a dude out, taking a shite, and like, he's bonding through the hallways, and he gets to this dark room, and this guy's like, hey, I'm a bad guy. Just kidding. I'm seen being also a bad guy. <laughs> We don't know that he's a bad guy yet. Like, I, at this point, I just thought that it was going to be a buddy cop movie. Oh, like, yeah. 007 has his 006. Oh, a buddy cop. It's Bond and Bean. Bond yeah. and Bean. So, you're talking about buddy cop? I had the buddy cop title, okay? Because everyone felt this vibe. It's six and seven, double O buds. <laughs> double O buds. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking Cheech and Chong spy movie. Yeah. Oh, that's great. This is fucking over the top. Like, it's so... Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, some of these action set pieces are absolutely amazing. No one's acting is bad. There's nothing no. terrible about this movie. It's just the way shit happens as you're watching the film. You cannot help yourself and go, No? <laughs> now, my reaction is more like, Huh, so that's how they're playing that. Yeah, like, this movie's definitely caught up in itself. Like, it's almost like stuck in its own convention so like you get this vibe of like it's trying to be but it, 
it's also tethered to its own history, that kind of thing. So it can't really do anything too special, but it's also just trying to push the envelope. So you get this like weird gray area for most of the movie. Like if if Austin Powers is a caricature of, you know, the James, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. This is like a lighter level caricature of all the James Bond movies. But then J, uh, Austin Powers is just like this massive caricature of this film exactly. <laughs> High five. Agreed. So that was Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we meet up with uh, Sean Bean. Turns out he's 006. Not as good as 7, but completely better than 5. And they just kind of like skulk around this um this dam. And they just bust into random rooms killing random people. I'm just like, that dude probably had 5 kids to feed or something. I don't know. You know, I don't like, these aren't necessarily... know what's going on here, to be honest. Like, I don't know why they're there, what they're doing. Doesn't really matter, right? Just a bit later, we find out it's like six years previous or nine years, something like that. So this is like deep into the Cold War and they're Russian, Russians, we in Russian. They're back. Well, they're Russian. Submarine commander. I, yes, oh. for submarine, James. <laughs> we could have seen later, uh, whenever he's escaping the dam, we'll get there in a moment. But... He's literally, it shows a fucking top-down view of him running across this dam. It's a fucking dam. That's all there is to it. On left side, there's some roads. Right side, there's a road. Behind it, of course, is water. In front of it, oh, it's a gigantic drop and more water. And then suddenly, he's outside on this gigantic snowy opening. And I was so fucking confused at what was happening. It's like every bad guy place just has to have a bad guy vista. You know, it's just what it is. But where'd it come from? Like, did he just... Did the dam somehow lead him to a different part of the world and they didn't explain that? So, 006 winds up getting captured. <laughs> I can't explain that. <laughs> like, I know it's absurd, but, like, if we're going to get hung up with, like, absurdity in this movie, we're just going to keep just, like, getting hung up on everything. Because, like, most of the stuff that happens in the movie is just downright ridiculous. Dude, to me, the biggest ridiculousness in this film is the big plot twist whenever that happened i remember watching it with you i was like wait a minute why 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 is this even happening this is unnecessary yeah at this point we've got uh sean bean gets captured yada 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 uh some guns are fired uh james bond (laughs) escapes uh he does something and repels a bunch of like garbage cans full of noxious gas into this room so he can escape down a conveyor belt do some james bond shit and I gotta give it a wee bit of credit. The scene is kind of cool. They're in a room full of explosive stuff, so James Bond ekes away by hiding behind some explosive stuff, so they can't just like blow his head off or nothing. So, you know, it was kind of a cool moment. But then it's immediately interrupted by him going, "Bang, bang, bang, bang! Oh no, we're going to be comically smashed by a bunch of barrels! Oh, jeez, he's escaped again! Ah, man, ah, jeez!" Whoever designed this, why did they include the mechanism that would allow like? just one simple thing to have all of these cans full of noxious gas or whatever it is just fly through the air so james bond starts like running after loaded. an airplane <laughs> okay so before we gloss over this ladies and gentlemen sean bean is captured shot in the fucking head doing what sean bean does best shot in the head all right leaving it there please continue to the awesome like for real Super fucking cool action scene. Now, the way James Bond escapes, just like Chandler mentioned, is that he takes a conveyor belt conveniently placed in the room to outside, because that's what they do. 
At the same time, someone that had a plane in the middle of takeoff. So James Bond, of course, runs after it because this man can run 400 miles an hour. Yeah, and he pulls Hoagie out of the fucking biplane while he's trying to fly to Amity Island. I don't remember how the uh, the pilot is incapacitated, but it, it, it judo falls. Chop. Judo chop. Okay, it falls off a cliff. You got James Bond jumping off of this cliff after it, like mm-hmm. hoping to fall at a faster rate than the plane is falling for several seconds. The only reaction that I have to this is do fucking what now? Yeah. But if we're going to get hung up on all the ridiculousness, you're going to miss the cool part. Because he yeah. jumped the fucking cliff into a plane that he then pulled up yep. flew away. Not only did he fly away, but he pulled up and flew around and gave everybody the middle finger as the title credits rolled. Fact. And the whole damn explodes. Kablooey. Also, Tina Turner. She won awards for that. I must have missed that part. The damn exploded? Something exploded. The whole place exploded. The facility. Yeah, like, uh, We've got probably thousands of people downstream who are now homeless, dead, or otherwise because of James Bond. Look, man, I, you just have to treat it like the Death Star. They had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't yeah. matter the Swiss. Now they got a, a, a car commercial that's a date. And yeah, this yeah. this is this is kind of cool. I like how they're driving. It's a really fun. Famik Jensen or Famke, however you say her name, she Famke. is gorgeous. But yeah, is. the music to this fucking scene in particular is atrocious. Like what? It's like fucking hacker hip hop. Like what the fuck am I listening to? I'm glad you picked up on next. I didn't know what was happening to my ears. It was so bad. It, it was so just extra nineties. And, like, at the same time, John, John, John Bond, James Bond's trying to be uh, extra suave and whatever. Like, he's on, like, not necessarily date. Like, he took a psychiatrist out for, like, a nice squiggly road drive. And in the middle of it, he's interrupted by some lady in, like, a Ferrari F355, I think, or something like that. And he's like, hmm, a sexier lady. Let's go. To me, this is straight up... Uh... National Lampoon's vacation yeah. when like his yes. his wife is in the, the passenger seat asleep and he's just like, ooh, Christy Brinkley or whoever it is. I'm going to make some eyes at you. Holiday road. <laughs> Except for this works out in his favor. Like the the shrink or whoever she is. She's like, oh, my God, James, drive carefully. He's like, I can't, baby. She's like, hit the brakes. He's like, I did. Look, champagne and dick. And she's like, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. She was like all about it, even though they, I don't know, almost crashed four times. I They almost suspect the other lady's dead, and they also ran over all toward the France. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only way that John Bond Jovi can get his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, like, the reason why they kind of crossed paths or whatever is because, uh, well, what's her name? Zena or whatever. She's evil, and she wants to steal a helicopter. We don't know why yet. But she wants it. Which I mean, I want a helicopter, but I'm not going to steal one. I mean, I might. We'll see. We're, we're treated to like a quote-unquote sex scene. And I want nothing more than to see this lady in a sex scene. But when you get to watch it, you're like, what the fuck is going on? It's almost like you're watching people work out. Like they're trying to lift something heavy. That's all it was. It was really weird. Like she's scratching at him, and then she hits him up with some, some like 
thigh master leg lock, and he's like, oh, I can't breathe, and she's like, I crush your hips. I don't fucking know. It was weird. Yeah. I'll she's tell like, you, she's... for motherland. <laughs> she's really feisty, really aggressive. I am absolutely into it, except the guy looks like a fucking ginger Paul Giamatti, so... <laughs> he does. Yeah, oh, I'm not man. sure how they got together. All sorts of little fetishy kink things through the whole movie, which make her like super attractive, like biting on her yeah. finger and just this seductive smile. She works like so well for this. Oh, there's just some, some random stuff. Like he's like, oh, he's trying to derail us. Mm. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> and everybody else is completely just like clueless to it or whatever. She's over just having a nut. Yeah. Cut to James Bond. Sneaking onto a yacht and getting to a fight with some guy you have no clue who he is. And he beats him up. <laughs> and after he beats him up, he's just like, oh, look, I beat you with a towel. Dab, dab. I wiped off my fucking tiny misting of sweat. Like, like this guy wasn't even a bad guy. He's just a deckhand taking yeah. care of the boat. And James Bond tosses his ass down a flight of stairs. I like how he gives that, like, basic line that you get in every video game. Oh, you shouldn't be here. And then just immediate death. That's what happens when you're an NPC. You just get the dick into the stick and you get your spine broke off. Think how terrible that is, though. You got a job. What's your job? Oh, I cleaned the boat. You're on the boat. Somebody's there. You're like, hey, you're not Mr. Franklin. And he's like, I snapped your neck. (laughs) Yeah. That poor man had a family. No chance. Oh, here's a question. You guys might know because I haven't watched a lot of Bond films other than the Daniel Craig films. Does James Bond get caught? In every movie, it's like a trope, yeah. Like you know, like, like either interrogated or uh, snagged yeah. up like three or four times in this one. For sure, yeah. It's like a thing. Like in most spy thrillers, quote unquote, you know, they are always getting caught and have to wriggle their way out of stuff. You then know, the just bad to guy attention. leaves the room with just enough time for James Bond to escape. That fucking happens in this movie in the worst possible manner, and we will get to that. Yeah. Good God, that Russian guy with the big nose is an idiot. Colonel Ugly. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But uh, on the other side of the world, the other half of the plot's happening. We go to Russia, where we see Alan Cummings hacking away because he's a hacker. Like a 90s hacker, too. He even says that thing where he's like, he smashes on his keyboard a bunch. He's like, I'm Inski, or something like that. Yeah, he's in a room with, uh, I guess this is a, what, like a space weapons command center with a bunch of, I don't fucking know. No, I know. It's just like, hey, what's this? Oh, the Russian Space Force. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, Alan Cummings, who is, this is not the role for him. I I feel like this is not the role for him. He's just Russian nerd. Don't worry about it. He is skinny nedgery. Yes! You know, like, everything. Like, he even dicks over people for his own yep. monetary gain. Uh-uh-uh. Yes. Uh, gotta know the magic word. Uh-uh-uh. Slugheads. <laughs> uh, but we've got, like, two other characters in there. Two women. Uh, I don't know. One of them's hot. One of them's slightly less hot. They're both Russian. I don't know. I don't know what they do. They're, like, computer people. They, they hack. They're over there hacking. They're in charge of this thing called the golden eye oh wow he said it and like as they're just hacking away minding their own business fucking sergeant ugly in the fucking russian brigade or whatever shows up and decides to steal it even though it was theirs to begin with okay now i think there's something important that we need to differentiate here okay 
at the beginning, those were the Soviet Union. That was members of the Soviet Union. This is after the Cold War now. This is Russia. But from what I understand, the bad guy in this still has allegiances to the Soviet Union. True. Very true. Yeah, when they reveal, like, when, I guess, the Golden Eye takes off its coat or whatever it is up there in space, it's got the CCCP lettering on it. That's why when the elevator opens up, they're just like, no Russian. Chug, 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 chug. Yeah, fucking old girl just unleashes getting her blood nut. Hey! Brought it back. Uh-oh. And fucking AK-47's everybody in the room except for Skinny Nedry and the quote-unquote hot chick who hides. And then someone gets shot in the vent and she's like, I ventilated him like fucking Milja Jokovic in The Fifth Element. I think you were going to say such an Arnold kind of line. No, but it, just, it doesn't land. It's really bad. No. And uh, so they set the place to like self-destruct. They make the golden eye shoot the little satellite dish that they're working on and it turns out it's not necessarily like a laser gun it's like a giant emp device so it just wipes out all the circuitry and all the computer stuff so like there's no trace of anything whatsoever except for another satellite is just watching them do it and they're like huh what happened here well that was interesting (laughs) yeah it looks like there's still one little uh heat bump in there so that there's we can see a person and Bond is like, heat bump, turned around, full erect. For real. Dude, and you want to talk about full erect. He's in the elevator with fucking Money Penny, And she's like, James, what you're saying is disgusting and it's sexual harassment. There's punishment for that. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, what's that? And she's like, you're going to have to fuck me for real. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, you'll have to make good on, on your sexual innuendos. I know this movie tried to, like, write women as progressive, but, like, they start out on, a, like, a, the note that they want to write it on. It's just like, oh, dickin'. Let's make everyone horny. <laughs> <laughs> Hog. James Hog. Double O's. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> James, you're going to horny jail. Bonk. <laughs> But uh, we find out, like, the reason why they wanted the helicopter, because this helicopter is impervious to EMP devices, so it can just escape and just get away. They're free, and the chick, like, everything's falling in, and the quote-unquote hot chick crawls out, like, the ending of the thing, everything's blown up, there's snow everywhere, but there's, like, fire, and she follows the fire to a pack of sled dogs, and then Kurt Russell shows up. Yeah, she comes up to the pack of sled dogs, and she's just like... Huh. I'm on board with the whole Kurt Russell thing. Like, she tries to steal the dogs, and Kurt Russell's like, cheating, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Something's wrong here, but neither of us are in shape to do anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) Just so that we're not uh, calling her the hot girl through the whole movie, because there are a few. Her name is Natalia. Natalia. It's such a regular Russian name. It's like Natalia or Natasha. Yeah, and we already had Boris, which is uh, Alan Cumming. He's Boris. Uh, she would be referred to as Bond's Dick Garage. Why? Because it's it's not going to stay there, but it'll go in and out every once in a while? Yep. Okay. So, of course, you know, MI6 was like, well, there's some funny shit going over there, Bond. Get on it. And he's like, yeah, let me go see that heat bump. Flies all the way to Russia, meets up with a CIA operative played by American... 
And, uh, you know, they have a couple laughs, you know, haha, you're British, haha, you're an American, show me your ass tattoo, thanks, buddy, alright. And he's not just, like, American, I feel like he puts on this extra, like, I'm from fucking Texas or something, Alabama, oh, I don't know, man. I'm super American. In my notes, he is referred to as Cowboy, and the only credit I give him is the fact that he will not call him James, he calls him Jimmy, Jimbo. 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 Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, because it, like, it cuts him down. Like, he doesn't have the edge. He's just like, whatever, I kind of respect you, but fuck you anyway. Yeah, you're from you're from the fucking colonies. Uh, so why are you talking to me like this? He's like, James, I haven't cared about your opinion since 1776. Everything before that was a mistake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But it turns out that, you know, the uh, James Bond's dick piece for this film has escaped to an IBM. She had to run inside the sponsorship for the movie, that's all. Mm-hmm, There's a mm-hmm. couple of those in here, yeah. Oh, yeah, they got a shill. And she emails not Pee Wee Herman. And he's like, come to a church. But, of course, it's a trap. There's, like, a lot of, like, Benedict Arnold kind of stuff, like, playing different sides. Like, oh, yeah, he's this one guy. Oh, he's working for the bad guys. Dang, you got me. So one thing that I missed, I think, is how Alan Cummings' character got out of there. How How is he still alive? He's in he on it. Went out, yeah, he went out for a smoke, and he threw everybody under the bus for his own life. Okay. He's a baddie. Fair enough. Yeah, like, I knew he was a baddie when we got to the end. I just didn't know at this point that he w- was a baddie. I just thought that... I was just like, how how did he get out of there? Everyone else died, and we saw how she did it. In the meantime, James Bond has decided to set up a meeting with a guy who wants to kill him because he shot him in the leg, as as John Wick would put it, a professional courtesy. Oh, yeah, yeah. as soon as he said that, I was like, is that where they got it, of all places? <laughs> Fucking Goldeneye? I mean, it's a good line. It's just, there's a lot of weird shit in this movie. Yeah, there is. I mean, the guy that he's meeting with is basically PS1 Hagrid. Oh, (laughs) And one of y'all, I fucking know it, one of y'all hates Minnie Driver. And she's singing in the background. She's the cowgirl. Oh, really? Yep. Stun your mind. Like, I remember the name, and I saw this scene, I just didn't put two and two together. Uh, Yeah, it was not good. That was not a good performance. It was, but I think it was supposed to be like that, played for laughs, because like, oh, that's just my uh, mistress back there, just being a whore, get the fuck out of here. She's like, (laughs) and just leaves. Uh, She does do a, and Uh. you know, they have like a little back and forth, and you're like, ah, like i hate you but i need you but like come work with me uh, we'll get you some money yada yada he works out a deal so james bond can get deeper into this whole like uh, russian conspiracy i bet he's about to get deeper in a hole for meeks or famkeys or however you want to put it they show up at a fucking turkish bath and she's like guess what i'm gonna put the squeeze on you <laughs> it's so weird every time she tries it like i just don't understand how like he's so complacent like, he, she's obviously trying to do something, and then she just, like, wraps around him like an octopus and just like... Rah! Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is exactly how we meet uh, Ivana Humpalot. Is that right? <laughs> and this is really weird because she's like, give me the dick, and he's like, my hog's not for you, baby, yeah, and slams her on the ground. 
<laughs> and, but, but what like, about this book, Austin? It's it's titled Austin Powers, and my hog is definitely for you, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because. But yeah, it, it's very unclear here whether or not they're trying to fight or they're trying to fuck. And uh, well, he yeah. was there to fuck. She was there to kill. So like, there's just like weird, awkward moment where he's like, no, no, no. She couldn't wrap her legs around his giant hog, and that's why she was like, oh, <laughs> so mad. Thank he's got you. the anger boner. <laughs> oh, oh, no. So, before we get too carried away, he's like, all right, bitch, that's it. You're going to take me to meet up with whoever you're in cahoots with, and she's like, I guess. And oh, she no, she was like, it. ah, bitchki. That's so bad. She's like, bitchki, and then they're there, and he's like, some back and forth and she goes you'll never get the way he goes don't worry about it bitch judo chop and yeah. she just fucking whack and she's out yeah like for real like an actual judo chop to the back of the neck and then bunk she's out on cold on the steering wheel well guess what surprise sean bean isn't dead he's just now oh, shit. two-face oh no he's ugly he's bad now but he's not even really ugly. The burn's very small, and, yeah. you know, like, he's blaming James. And this is where, again, me and you had this conversation where, like, I don't I don't know. He's like, James, you did this to me. You left me. Dude, you it's, got shot in the face. It was actually a blank. But the thing Thanks, is, what? I mean, it has to be assumed, or else he had, like, a big crater in his forehead. Like, I think, because, like, like, you find it, like, a, a general ugly was in on it too so i think this was a big setup because he did say in that scene that like he was going to ask him james bond to join him all those guys were trying to shoot sean bean uh mulligan <laughs> yeah he's like hey this isn't part of the plan <laughs> and like this whole scene is actually really cool like the setting they're in, like this big field of like broken soviet union icons and he's kind of like walking through and you know the curtain had just fallen not too long ago so like this whole atmosphere is really cool then sean bean just shows up and is like hey you fucked with my face i'm mad also my parents are dead dead parents uh, yeah, just somebody clear that up for me a little bit uh who killed sean bean's parents was it the brits or the the Soviets? stalin turns out it was capitalism <laughs> That's his whole spiel, is that, like, after 1945, the Soviets kind of got fucked by everybody else, which I don't know if that's true or not. And their parents wind up getting killed in, like, this scuffle. And then he used his revenge boner to get a job at MI6, and they looked over his family history to become a double O agent. And that whole spiel at the dam was just, like, the zenith of his plan that James Bond fucked him over in. Is, is he English? His... I, I was really confused about this. Is he originally, like, Russian? His bloodline is, but I think he, as a child, had already moved to England because he was, was orphaned when his family English? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. King in the North. King in the North. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand why he's so pissed, to be honest. He's like, oh, my face, I'm so ugly. But, like, as you mentioned earlier, it's not that bad. It's the kind of scar that gets you laid at a pub, you know? It's like, hey, you know how many wars I've been in? Check this shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, he keeps bees? That's kind of hot. Summer, I'm going to fuck your dad. <laughs> oh, shit. I got to start keeping bees. You got to start off small, like one or two, right? 
Yeah. Bros. If you're nice, I'll put you a flower in there every once in a while. Chandler starts keeping bees. He's the Chandy Man bitch. Now it has to happen. Well, James gets tranquilized, by the way. And he wakes up in a helicopter <laughs> to the sound of his soon-to-be dick garage screaming at him. <laughs> but she cannot keep her accent. And they're stuck in the helicopter that they try to steal. And it's set to, like, self-destruct for whatever reason or some shit. And, like, <laughs> James Bond, like, in his drunken stupor is just, like, slamming around, pressing random buttons. And eventually he hits the right one and they, like, seat eject? Not yep. even into safety, into the arms of the enemy again. Which is ridiculous, because he's like, ha-ha, out of the frying pan, into the fire. And Colonel Ugly there, like, I've got you now, but he's such a fucking horrible villain. He is. He doesn't even know how to stick to his own plan. Like, you know, the the whatever uh, advisor or whatever is, like, interrogating, getting all this information. Kill, kill. But wait, if I stay alive and shoot myself, it'll look like you did all this. And then James Bond just whips his ass. And he goes, oh, I suck at being a bad guy. Yeah, I didn't really understand his whole plan there. Run, run, run. Shoot, shoot, shoot. James Bond's in a tank and it's cool as shit. Yes. Let's Absolutely. talk about escape tank. Yeah. So they, you know, they escape the building. A lot of gunfire. They get separated. Natasha, Natalia, whatever. She gets kidnapped for the fucking zillionth time. And James Bond is like, hey, I have a tank now. Yeah, but usually I feel like you're driving the tank from the inside. I don't well, know if Russian tanks are any different, but well, he's driving this tank from, like, not the inside. Well, I mean, like, I get that, like, the tank controls are a bit lower, but he's just, like, controlling it with this big fucking hog, apparently. Exactly. He is just fucking that tank into submission. <laughs> he has put it into the turret of the tank and is steering it that way. <laughs> it's so brilliant. Smashing through the brick wall. Fuck yes. That is epic. Oh, yeah! Explode. Yes. Yes. Kool-Aid Man style. And anything that this tank is touching... Now, mind you, Pierce Brosnan can be standing up out of it doing what the fuck ever. It doesn't matter because as long as this tank is on screen, cool shit is happening. And it's on screen for about five minutes. Get you for five whole minutes of playtime. We get another little bit of product placement here where he drives his uh, tank through a truck of Perrier. And the Perrier yeah. just goes everywhere. But everywhere where you can clearly see that this is Perrier. Yeah, no. it's okay. Like, they can get away with it because, like, you know, James Bond's a little bit of, like, a, I don't know, like a spearhead sometimes. And, like, this is, like, it culminates into this moment to where, like, hey, let's escape through this alleyway. Man, the tank's too big for that. He's like, bullshit. And fucking just drives through, like, seven houses to get to the car on the other side. I just want to say yes, yes, yes. Like, when he goes through that fucking tunnel and he's literally carving his own path through the brick. Yeah, and the guy in the car is losing his shit. I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is fucking action. It's really good. Yeah, like this movie has some incredible set pieces. Like this is fucking top tier. If you saw this in a movie even in 2020, you'd go, god damn, that's fucking awesome. Now, I want to talk about the stuntman, Eric. Which one? The one that we had to look and see if he got ran over by the tank. Oh, the guy in the car? Yes, in the cop car, whenever the tank comes up over it, there's like three dudes sitting in a cop car. 
movie magic, whatever. Maybe they're not even really people in it. And the tank goes, and it looks like the tank's supposed to just hit like the backside of it, but it goes up the back right over the driver's side and squishes everything. Actual murderer James Bond. I guess he gets away with it just because he blames it on his hog. (laughs) I didn't kill him, baby. My hog did. And they're like, that thing is enormous. Yeah, Get out this Bond is responsible for so many casualties in this <laughs> Just the tone of being fed up with it. That's what's killing me. So uh, next we've got uh, Sean Bean on a train. Is that... I don't understand. Like, I forget a lot of the reasons why things yeah. are happening. I know okay. that things happen, but reasons... Who the fuck needs them? The general bad guy was supposed to kill those two there. But it didn't work out because, you know, tank. Both he and Natalia flee to Sean and the Bean Brigade on their fucking evil train in the middle of somewhere. James Bond's like, hey, I'm going to outrun this train with a tank. And he does because it's Dr. Loveless's train from Wild Wild West and it takes a minute to get going. Yeah. For some reason, this train looks like fucking Sam the Eagle from the Muppets. Like, I didn't understand this fucking design (laughs) choice. Yeah, it looks real weird. Like, it looks... Like, no, I was thinking more like Nose Pass, the Pokemon. It just straight up strong nose. I know what you're talking about, Chandler. And Eric, I know what you're talking about. And I give the edge to Eric. It does look like that fucking Muppet Eagle. Yeah, like, I get that they're trying to be like a very utilitarian, super robust Russian shape for this train to make it look imposing or whatever. Kind of like the um, Russian um, what, uh, thing from uh, Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah, it looks like thicker. It's like, what is what is your robot? He is pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, like, this train is on the move already. Like, they get on board and they fucking hoof it. They get to this tunnel and James Bond is like, oi! And just start to blast it away. Like, without any regard to the lives of the people on board, including the woman that he wants to bone. Yeah, like, on the train... All right. Sean Bean does a little bit of, like, a uh, little bit of rapey business there, and he... He's like kissing yes. her up, and it's like you know, yes, you know, James and I share everything. <laughs> yeah, and then once uh, once James Bond starts like pounding away at this train, she's like, he's going to derail us, and she sounds so fucking horny about it too. Like that's yeah, what's I mentioned get that her off being on a derailed train. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. She just has like a blood nut in the middle of the room, and Sean Bean just like. Fucking ram him! This was over the top in the sense that James shoots the first car with the cannon of the tank. And then it immediately shows him up the train tracks a quarter of a mile. And I was curious how he made that distance so quick. And he's only Uh, 10 foot from the tracks, mind you. And this train's about to derail. It just happened. Yeah. You just gotta let movie movie sometimes, I guess. And this is one of those times. It just it was really weird. And the train crashes, and then James Bond is suddenly on the train with rapey Sean Bean. And I don't get it. Are all double O fucking agents rapists? Sexual predators? Uh, he's like, it mm. might be in the job description at this point because I'm thoroughly convinced. Fucking weird. James and I share pussy. <laughs> just like, alright, man, we get it. <laughs> In that case, why, why didn't he hang out with 009? It could be like a fucking 0069 thing. Oh, nice. 69, dude. But James <laughs> has to make right. a choice. 
he can either shoot the two baddies, and Famique seems to be into that, or he can just... Whatever. Or Sexy Lady is super into it. We'll call her Thighmaster, and then he wants to either (laughs) shoot those two, or he's got to shoot the other one. And to be honest, let, if you think about it, if he would have blown Sean and fucking Thighmaster away, the general would have fucking folded. Oh, like, 100%. Immediately. Like, that dude has no fucking balls whatsoever. He'd just be like, oh, the jig is up, bam, 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 and just fucking hightail it out of there. Well, not only that, but when the security and safety of the world is on the line and your job is to save the world at all costs, you shoot the fucking bad guy. You yeah, just for sure. But like, there's several times in this movie where like they have guns drawn on each other and just like, guess what? Monologue. <laughs> yes, that's how he escapes in the beginning, and that's how he escapes later. Uh, it's it's kind of funny though. That should, I guess that's how they get their rocks off. Like they have to have the last word. Like it makes no sense. If you want to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate John Wick for that. He goes through the entire movie to go kill fucking Reek. And he's just like, shooting everybody. And you think there's going to be this long, drawn-out thing. And it's not. He just walks up, plip, plip, and he's done. Absolutely. But this movie, it's just so fucking held up in its own goddamn convention. You have to have these moments where they're just like, hey, let's chew the scenery, old sport. Ah, he got away. Ah, that James. He's silly. We'll try again tomorrow. Which is perfect, because tomorrow never dies. You know what? The joke was golden. Well, appropriate for Golden Eye. What I've got here today from Golden Road Brewing Company, Golden State Cerveza. This is actually a new beer from them. I uh, haven't had it yet. This is a Mexican style lager, 4.8% alcohol by volume. You know, pretty crisp, clear looking beer. You can definitely tell it's Mexican by those fancy words like cerveza. Yeah. Very clean, very light tasting. Not as much of that, like, you know, in a lot of Mexican style lagers, you get a lot of that sort of cloying corn sweetness. You really don't get a whole lot of that with this. It's just balanced. There's not a whole lot of flavor there, so don't get it twisted. Like, this isn't anything mind blowing, but it's really clean, crisp. Super drinkable. That's what I like in a a good drinkable, poundable beer. Probably good for a shower beer. I don't know that it would replace the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale as my standard shower beer. But it might be good for a golden shower. Ew. I don't know if that's my bag, baby. (laughs) Back to the train. And the shit's rigged to explode like everything in this movie. It's got a countdown. And he's like, we have to go. And she goes, hang on, I'm triangulating, because everyone knows how to triangulate, duh, his location. And apparently he's in Cuba. And then they jump out of the train. The train explodes into a quote-unquote train explosion, a new Death Clock single. Ooh, nice. They, they go over there and he's like, do you have to blow everything up, James? And he's like, it's standard operating procedure. <laughs> And she goes, what else is standard operating procedure? And he's like, this dick, and whips out his hog. He just starts kissing her like he can't help himself. He's got to get some Tic Tacs. You know, when you're a celebrity, they let you do anything. You can even grab him by the pussy. Nah. Fact. 
So, of course, they have this location of Cuba, and he gets a hold of his CIA buddies, like, ah, there's no fucking thing over there. We're the CIA. We've been looking at Cuba for 60 years. Whatever. Thanks for the car. It's that way. Go get him, sport. I yeah. got faith in you. They just take off in the plane, and they're in Cuba, and I don't know how they got to America, or at least 80 miles from Cuba. I don't know, but whatever. More sex on a beach this time. This is yeah. something that I, I have to talk about this, this scene. Okay, they, you arrive, the scene starts on this beach with uh, James Bond and his new Natalia lady, and there's just this lingering shot of Natalia's crotch. Like, she's wearing a bikini, and it just starts there and ends there before it moves to James, and it's really awkward. Where'd she get the bikini? Standard issue. <laughs> Standard issue. They have this pseudo awkward moment on the beach where they're trying to just like humanize each other, but like it legitimately makes no sense because they are racing against the clock to save the fucking world and they're just sitting on the beach chumming it up. But here's the thing they are racing against the clock, but they're also really horny. Yes. And apparently, James Bond is a werewolf from the Howling 2 because he takes his shirt off later, and that man is just fucking hairy. Yeah, between like him and Robin Williams, a la Mrs. Doubtfire, they're almost ape-like. Oh, you're supposed to run by fruiting. <laughs> Hello! Hello! Once they get on the plane and start going to wherever they're going, the scenery here is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's a rocket that comes out of the water. and Just like there is. Oh, yeah. I thought I was blanking out. Like, how did they land? Oh, wait, they didn't. Uh, Dude, can we talk the fact that they were hit with a direct fucking missile? It was like, wham, right into the fucking airplane. And they're like, we're going to have to put her down. What? Yeah, it's kind of whatever. Actually, the next five minutes or so are kind of whatever. Because the movie's just like man, we really need to get to this big satellite dish. It's cool as fuck. Yeah, so, they like, do. You got fucking, fucking Thighmaster showing up or whatever. He's like, ah, I'm going to kill you with my fucking super legs. legs. And they're just like, nah, not really. You're going to get tied to this helicopter. Or I'm going to shoot it down with a lucky shot from this AK from 500 feet away. Yeah, uh, she next comes scene. back out of nowhere. And, like, you know, they have a little tussle with James again. And, like, he's, uh, she starts beating his ass. And then she licks him. I'm into it, but why? Insert hog joke. <laughs> she always did enjoy a good squeeze. Yeah. Oh, she was <laughs> killed by being pulled into a tree. Ugh. No, she got killed by PG-13. Like, in any other movie, she would just been ripped to shreds or just, like, sucked through that tree. It should just be, like, a greasy spot somewhere. Oh, yeah, dude. So, but, the line that... That James delivers the what you just said. She always did enjoy a good squeeze. Like Natalia just like looks back at him and is like, "Why would you say that? Like, wh- what? Are, what's wrong with you, James?" <laughs> yeah, like like the mood was definitely very dire. He's just like joke, and she's just like, "Get in my garage. I want that fucking missile that slammed into the side of the plane. I want you to slam that massive hog into me the same way <laughs> while Nightcrawler raises this satellite and drains this entire goddamn lake." In three seconds. Oh, God. 
And of course, the new GoldenEye is this ridiculously large, it's a real place, it's a big satellite dish, and like, the whole gang's there. You have fucking Hacker Ski, Scene Bean. He sees him coming and goes, go kill him, and all the guards are like, yep, and then they go get him, and they're like, you're captured, James Bond. <laughs> it's like, they said to kill him. Yeah, like yep. on site, and they bring him to him as a prisoner. He's like, oh, James. Man, I'm really bad at British accents. They're just <laughs> all going to be cocky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, James, look who it is. It's James, I just told you. It's you. Oh, it's Michael you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just whatever. And they have like this little bit of like, it's not really like a bro moment, but like Sean Bean's into it way more than James Bond is. And this is where another point that lost me. Okay, the chick is meanwhile hacking in the mainframe and no one fucking notices. But he's like got this genius plan to rob a bank. He's doing all this for money. The dude has a literal underground fucking lair, a satellite. He's been in a fucking dam. He's got entire access to military surpluses. Why does he need to rob a bank? He's got all of this, and he's like, I'm going to hold you hostage for one million dollars. It basically comes down to as. Sean Bean states 006. He's like, I'm gonna send London back to the Stone Age. Evil laughter. And even James Bond is just like, You're just a fucking petty thief, you cunt. Oh, and that sets him off. Talk about triggered. Yeah, for sure. He's like, What? And is, is this the scene where he's like trying to uh, sort of turn Sean Bean and uh, General Nose up against each other? And he's like, Sean Bean, yeah, he's a he's a fucking Cossack. Did you know that? Did you know he's a fucking Cossack? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, Whoa. like, really? Wow, that's crazy. I'm not going to do anything but die, but okay. <laughs> and like, you know, uh, Natalia gets captured. She puts like a little code on the golden eye. So it you know, crashes in the earth instead of doing some dastardly deed. And all at the same time, I don't remember how, but Alan Cummings uh, gets a hold of James Bond's grenade pin. And after like three little clicks or whatever, it's an active grenade for four seconds. But after three more clicks, it resets the fuse because science happened. You can see James Bond trying to like do the math in his head. All right, he did three clicks, two clicks, two clicks, three clicks. Dude. Fuck, that's 12 clicks. I don't know. Is it off or on? Shit. Dude, like the scene works. Like him like sweating in front of Sean Bean oh, super yeah, hard. Dude. Like giving him like the dirty eyes and everything just like it works i love it i almost wanted sean bean as he's shoving the gun further into james bond's face kind of notice this shit because like a little before that he's like oh what's q got for you today a fucking fancy walk chain a fancy whatever i'm gonna take all your gadgets and like i thought he would put two and two together and kind of like foil the whole situation but no alan cummings is just like ah, i'm invincible and fucking everything goes to shit the grenade pin blows up and when it does it literally goes from you know james bond slapping the pin seeing an explosion then a hard cut to them getting in an elevator okay i mean i i recognize they used the moment that they had before like all that gas blowing up to escape but i feel like at least in natalia's case there's no way she would have been on the same page no. at all unless he just like grabbed her up by the scruff and fucking threw on his hog and ran away <laughs> just impaled him and was like let's go now again we can just start jumping around because a bunch of nonsense starts happening there's like a crazy one guy jumps on the lift the other one's running up some you know 
uh, an embankment to the top of the satellite so they can redirect where this weapon is going to be pointing. And there's a chain link shootout, which is kind of cool. Now, there's one stunt here, which I thought was fucking awesome. And I've never seen the anything. Stairs. Yes. The stair action roll was fucking spot on, edited perfectly. It doesn't look like a stuntman or anything. It's fantastic. It's the kind of thing, like, after he does it, you're like, oh, shit, that hurts. But he has to keep on going. Go, James, go. Yeah, it's a fucking head-first dive of about six to eight feet into a roll for another four feet and then a stand-up and take-off downstairs. And you go, wow, that was fucking cool. And now we can get into, like, some more fun things, which kind of blew my mind. Because Ned Stark jumps down and starts just putting the fucking hands on James. He's yeah, just he like, the, the hands of bitch. Oh, the hands of chain. Yeah, okay. Just fucking winter is coming. One, two, one, two. And he's like, I was always better than you, James. You a little bitch. And James is like, ladder escape and drops down 20 feet to where he grabs <laughs> onto a ladder. Now, I want to discuss with both of you just for a moment. Sean Bean escapes. Yes but it's a futile escape because as he drops or not John Bean, uh, James Bond drops, he drops down. It's a futile escape because he's on like maybe what a 50 foot ladder that leads to nothing. He can go nowhere yet. Sean Bean, even with an attack chopper in route to assist him, decides to climb down the ladder to fisticuff James. It's what I mentioned earlier. He just gets off on the moment. He has to have the last word, and he fucking loses his life over it. There's no sense in it whatsoever. And, like, he even had the super upper hand, because after James drops, he fucks up his arm, he tries to crawl back up, and Scene Bean does that cool, like, ladder slide or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, knocks his shit down. He's on top of him, giving him the old one-two tugga, and, like... I just don't understand like how he was briefly distracted after years of hate and vengeance by a helicopter who's piloted by a guy who's about to get his brain blown out, just some random NPC, and he just foils himself immediately. I'll be honest, this is probably where the movie was getting to me. Like, I was just kind of done with it. <laughs> I... I there is a big gap in my notes here, and I don't remember any of this shit. I probably oh fell no. So let me fill you in, Chandler. Uh, James Bond's hog is so heavy and it keeps his center of gravity <laughs> so low that when Sean Bean tries to attack him, he's like ninja flip, and Sean Bean's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna die." And he goes, "Yeah, you're gonna die." Is it for England, James? And he's like, "For my hog, Marine Commander." And he <laughs> drops him. And this dude falls. What, what would you say? Every bit of 200 feet? Oh, for sure. Like, the, like the dummy falls. You know, it's clearly a dummy. And, like, I realize, like, when it hit the bottom of the satellite dish, his legs get fucked. <laughs> like, they just turn <laughs> his spaghetti and just like, oh. Yes. But he's not dead. He's just laying there like, oh. I'm just in terrible pain. I'm not. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And James is like, Chopper Hop, you know what's going to be really cool? We're going to drop this satellite on you, bitch. And it blows up into a fireball and falls onto Sean Bean, burning him for the second time. So making him re 
fried Sean Beans. Ooh. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was saying who weren't. <laughs> I got a fucking exhausted <sighs> from Chandler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's had enough. This movie took him out. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. Oh. But yeah, like James Bond escapes with his Bond girl. They hop down out of the helicopter. They land in some field. They make out a little bit. Uh, the CIA man comes up. He's like, hey, you know, Plan B's here. Like, what, the pill? No, the Marines. And they just all come out of the fucking shadow. They land and start, like, you know, getting into each other, you know, start making out. And she says something like, I want you, James. And he's like, there's no one around for, you know, 10 miles or anything. And then what's-his-name rolls up and is like, hey, I'm here. Uh, all right, uh, you know. Marines, and they're all, like, in these, like, leaf piles all around, like, fucking dozens of them surrounding yeah, them. It's sure. like, well, that was awkward. The CIA guy walks up, and he's like, hey, hey, if you want to, like, continue this, we can go on uh, Guantanamo Bay, if you know what I mean. He's taking her to Guantanamo to get water-boned. Uh, yeah, y'all want to finish debriefing, you know, without your <laughs> I'm you're gonna, you're gonna fuck. There's gonna be some more fucking, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so this movie, it suffers from just being a '90s movie. It suffers from being a Bond movie with like all this heritage it has to live up to. Bond comes off as a little rapey and a little just too well off, but like, I guess there's a little charm in there. The action's really good. Some of the bad guys are just really fucking dumb. You know what? It's not terrible. It's pretty good. I did have a lot of fun with it. This movie is probably way more fun than it is good. Like you said, James Bond comes off as really all horny on Maine. Uh, I guess that's what the kids are saying. Just like trying to fuck everything. And that's funny, I guess. Uh, it's not my favorite. It's not my least favorite. It's whatever. It's Out of the three you've watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably right in the middle. Uh, for me, it had some of, like, the most impressive, especially that fucking tank action scenes that I've seen in, like, a movie. And especially for it to be a 90s film, this is a blast to see all these crazy things happening. It's very action-oriented, and if you get away from the plot and the narrative and just watch it as a fucking attractive dude, boning women, a recruitment tool for, you know, MI6 or what the fuck ever, then, yeah, you're going to have a great time. I, I could see people really enjoying this film. To me, the biggest drawback is definitely like how muddled the film felt but other than that it's it's up there it's pretty damn good except for the fact that i fucking hate pierce brosnan he tried to kill miss doubtfire exactly he's a fucking villain he will always be a villain fuck him <laughs> he, well he there you have miss doubtfire i mean headcanon <laughs> so that was goldeneye from 1995 if you have any strong feelings about the show or the movie alone, leave them in the comment section below. Make sure you hit that like and that subscribe button. Be sure to hit that little bell icon too. Hit that fucking bell icon. 
So, you know, next time we got, uh, you know, another one of these brewing. Check us out on all of our different social media platforms. We got that Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and a Reddit. Got an administrator constantly pumping out new things, you guys. Almost as much as James is pumping out his big hog. <laughs> it's a, it turns out we didn't even watch it. This is just our fucking uh, fan fiction. Yeah, we just made it up. 